0: The big question is this, how can you live an absolutely fulfilling life, maintain a passionate, intimate relationship, all while raising kids and growing multiple streams of income? There are a lot of people out there teaching and giving advice to this question, but not many can say they're still happily married, live with their kids full time, keep their body in peak health, and earn a six-figure income, all while helping other moms do the same thing. How the heck do you do it without losing your mind and go ahead and add a little glitz and glamour to your lifestyle at the same time? That's the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Scott Landis and welcome to the Triumphant with Tanya Landis podcast.
1: hello and welcome back to triumphant with tanya landis i am really looking forward to you guys hearing today's episode. I hope that you already listened to part one. If you haven't listened to part one on how to cope with fear, please do that before listening to this episode, which is part two of how to cope with fear. Again, I've teamed up with my husband, Scott Landis, who hosts the podcast called Husband on Fire. And together we've decided to put out a mini series during this Global pandemic that we have going on, and we really want to to come together and bring the skills that we have and help you guys and just shed some light and some hope in ways that we're dealing with things and the ways that we're helping our clients. So last episode we. You heard a lot about how I have been dealing with anxiety during this and some fears that I've had and how I've moved through that. And I want you to hear from my husband. Um, He deals with it completely different. He's actually someone that doesn't typically get anxious, but when he does, he responds differently than I do. We're all different people. We all have different responses. So I think you'll gain a lot of insight from this. We also talk a lot about our relationship. We kind of went on a tangent about how to, you know, keep your relationship going through this and about a connection and autonomy and all of that. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear today's episode. So here you are.
0: Well, here we are again, Tanya. Yes, we are. <laughs> I love collaborating with you. You know, I know. this about me. Know you do. And I it's know. sort of annoying, right?
1: Sometimes, it's, yeah. So,
0: but you know, <laughs> but not I, in
1: this case. This was my idea.
0: Yeah, you know, I am all over this. <laughs> yes. um, working together on the same podcast. We're, where where we posting all this?
1: Yeah, we're posting it on my podcast, which is Triumphant with Tanya, and my YouTube, Tanya Landis. And then we're posting it on your podcast, Husband on Fire, and your YouTube, and all the social media challenges. Because we really feel that this is a way we can help during this global pandemic of the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. you know, everything that's going on in the world right now. And as we stated in the episode that we, part one of this is part two. So I'd highly encourage you, if you haven't listened to the first one, go back and listen to that.
0: Yeah. So we did a part one mm-hmm. um, of how to cope when you're dealing with fear. And this is part two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. And I'm, I'm excited to be collaborating with you too, sweetie. Aww. Aww. <laughs>
0: my heart's exploding in my chest. <laughs> all right so where do we go from here
1: so last time in the prior episode just that you all have listened to and again if you haven't listened to it go listen to it otherwise this uh, this part's not going to make sense but you pretty much interviewed me on how i was dealing with Mm -hmm. everything that's going on Mm -hmm. and we talked about the way that i cope with anxiety and as we talked about we're very different so we both coped Differently, mm-hmm. so I thought it'd be a good idea to get your perspective on it. Yeah. I um I shared my perspective, which was you know the way that I react and cope with things is a one eighty from what you do. So, mm-hmm. uh,
0: what yours was ch- changing your what you focus on through uh, what you call an intention, which in yeah. that case was peace. Or so just saying, okay, I'm going to focus on peace. For me. Uh, Should I just jump right into that? Yeah. Okay. How do you cope? Well, first of all, I have not been uh, too concerned about the current situation, Um, you know, like you were talking about, but I do get, I I have had times, and I do get anxious, just, I think, does, is anybody immune? No. I don't think so. Um, But when I get... Anxious or this, this, uh, what, what kind of in the last episode, what really made me think about it was this whole idea of like, I can't control my thoughts right now. I get in, that's how I get like, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't, I can't focus on anything. I'm so all over the place. And, and just, it's sort of like this spiral thing. Like, as soon as I, like, I sit down, like, I wanna work on something or I wanna, you know, focus on something, which is, Kind of a part of my superpower. I have yeah, this ability. Yeah, you are
1: laser focused. Yeah, I have
0: this ability to be like a laser. Like, in, all of my focus and energy can be intense into one thing. And we talked about last time. It can be a blessing and a curse. Every gift has a you know other side well, of the coin. Let's
1: just stop real quick because okay. let me tell you guys how uh Oh, here we go. Yeah, we could. So we have three kids, mm-hmm. Um and you know, I know some of you have kids that are like are really quiet ours are not quiet our house is not quiet we even have a little dog that is not quiet Mm And wouldn't you agree?
0: Yeah, it's always, it's never a dull moment at our house.
1: And if it is, we're like, oh gosh, what's happening? Yeah. Like, what's going on? What are they
0: Why doing? Why is it so quiet? Yeah. If it is quiet, we know something's not
1: Something's good. not good. <laughs> and um, I mean, you always know when we arrive somewhere because oh. we, <laughs> we come in like a wrecking ball. My and... poor
0: parents who have one kid, me. You
1: and you were perfect.
0: And when our whole family of five comes over to their house, I, I can't imagine how it feels for them but anyways
1: anyway but we're awesome anyway we're just a little loud bunch um but he can literally scott could literally sit at our kitchen table in the middle of chaos going on tv blaring music blurring kids fighting making dinner like stuff just mark everything and you Put on your headphones, and you're just laser focused on what you're working on.
0: Yeah, I have the ability to block out everything. I could
1: never do that.
0: If I'm focused on something. But here's where that kind of is great because that sort of like sets up like why it produces so much anxiety when that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. When that's, this is my anxiety. My anxiety goes to a place of, when I cannot focus on anything and and I'll like, okay, I'll be working on something. I can't focus on that. So I'll be like, okay, well, what can I focus on? And I get to this place when I'm at my worst, I, my brain feels like it's going a million miles an hour and I can't focus on anything. I can't do anything. I can't even maybe even rest or sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I get crazy out of control like that in my mind... Uh, it's not good for me and probably not good for anyone around me. No. Big play mean, uh,
1: doesn't happen very often because you've really worked through that. Yeah. And developed, you know, so how how did you do that? What do you do during those Yeah,
0: times? so I, if, if anybody can relate to me, I mean, this is how I, I have to. Well, one thing you talked about in part one of this, you know, the last episode is you had you just barely scratched the surface on this high idea of, how you have to deal with thoughts and feelings. Yeah, that is the common denominator amongst all of us. All people need to deal with thoughts and feelings. Uh, we're going to talk about on a next uh, on an com- upcoming episode about people talk about behavior. People focus on behavior, mm-hmm. but really it's the thoughts and the feelings where behavior is driven from.
1: Yeah, because you talk a lot about this with your clients because you've helped them move through. Yes, this. that's yes. like one of your. One of your other superpowers, yes. people, like, come in here and they're, you know, they leave with just the sense of, okay, I got this. I've mm-hmm. got that piece. I mean, I hear it all the time from your 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 clients and mm-hmm. your fans. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, your husband is, like, amazing. And he just, you know, brings this sense of, like, you know, you're so practical. Mm-hmm. You bring a sense of peace that, you know, you're steady. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, too, you yeah. know, get into a spiral. Yeah.
0: And, and sorry,
1: am I interrupting you? Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> but even though you haven't spiraled out with the pandemic going on. Yeah. Um
0: and you haven't yeah, yet yet.
1: <laughs> um like I had, but you have experienced this in other times in your mm-hmm. life. So tell tell people how what are some tips? Uh-huh. How how do you move through it? When you're like you, who's uh-huh. left-brained, yeah. and you're very focused, you finish what you start, you're a completer, um, so what, what happened? What do you do?
0: Well, the way that I have found that I have to deal with the thoughts and feelings, because again, the behavior is like this spiraling out of control, and I can't con- get control of myself. I can't get control of my my thoughts. Um What I have to do in that case is I have to find somebody to talk to and I have a very small circle of close friends. There are literally probably, there's definitely less than five, but there are probably, if I couldn't get a hold of you being one of them and maybe three other people. I'm really panicking. Like if I don't have, if I can't get a hold of one of those four. Yeah,
1: when
0: I'm when I'm at that worst place, I literally feel like I'm going to die. Almost, I feel like I'm going. Like it's like uh, what comes to mind is if you're uh, rolling towards a cliff and your brakes go go out and you can't stop it and you just know it's coming like i'm calling up somebody or i'm getting in touch with you or a couple of my good friends or probably my mom so those are my people i have to i have to like i have to talk to one of these people because they they know enough about me and by the way on the enneagram i'm a 6 so i uh, yeah. enneagram 6s we we um we are about loyalty and we are very careful with who we trust yeah, they, you do not trust easy. <laughs> yeah, but well, once, once, once sixes trust you, you uh, and please never, uh, never, dis, you know, never um, uh, lie or deceive somebody who's a six who trusts you because they, it takes a lot for them to trust you. But once they trust you, you're their person, right? Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, so those are my my four people that are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if privilege is the word, but maybe uh, <laughs> it is a privilege. It, yeah. it's a, all, it's a burden.
1: I, I know who that circle is and we all love you and yeah. adore you. And, it, and it, this doesn't happen very often for yeah. you anymore. Like it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have done so much work on this mm-hmm. and, you know, and, but you also aren't someone that's prone to anxiety either. Yeah. So it must feel very unnatural for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, so I'll share an actual story of when this happened, and I'll, I know uh, there's so many ones that. I could talk about between Mm -hmm. us that are more marriage focused but this was a business one and I remember a um, late last year I came in on a Saturday I blocked the whole day off I figured I'm gonna I'm gonna create this webinar presentation for the husband on fire brand Mm -hmm. and um, I figured you know if I just block out six hours in my laser focused thing I'll get this thing done you know, on, a, on one Saturday, uh, this is a huge project. I'm just going to get done. And about three, four hours into it, like I'm, I'm starting to panic because I'm like, I only blocked out like six hours and more than half of my time is gone. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I don't know. It sort of was a writer's block kind of thing. <laughs> and, I, and I just couldn't like figure out, I couldn't get the traction. I couldn't get the thing moving. So I got to that panicky place. And it was a place where I was just going to give up this entire business model. Like...
1: (laughs) I remember. This
0: is the problem with... You're just like (laughs)
1: extreme. Yeah.
0: That's another... It goes to extreme
1: other places.
0: Right. Like, yeah. It's like all or nothing sometimes. But anyway, so yeah, I was ready to just like... And I texted one of those people on that list. And um, luckily, he called me back. Uh, He called me right away. Mm -hmm. And... And, um, he just, he just said, Scott, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm, I'm so frustrated. I can't, I I can't think about you having
1: technical problems, like all sorts Uh, of stuff.
0: Nothing was going right. And I just thought there's no way I can't do this. Like the whole business relies on me getting this done and I can't do it. And, and So that's sort of where the conversation started and really the conversation wasn't very loud. He had his kids in the background and he wasn't able to focus completely on me. But here's the deal with at least my, at least with one thing I know about myself and probably a lot of Enneagram sixes relate to is like, if you know that person and you trust that person, they can pretty much say anything to you and you're going to know that that's the truth. Pretty much Anyone else outside that circle who might have the best wisdom, it could be mm-hmm. Jesus. If Jesus is out, is outside that circle, you know you know that's the right truth, but you don't necessarily trust him, so you don't like accept it. But if you're in this circle, whatever you say is going to help, right? So um, within, I don't know, it seemed like it was only like a five, ten minute conversation. He asked me a few questions. Um, I know that he knows me and he has my best interests at yeah, heart. And yes. so uh it didn't you know it didn't really matter what he said in fact what he said didn't help me at all it was just (laughs) which which is kind of funny um like he's like well just do this this and this and um and it was just the process of talking it out with him yeah that I got to a place where I was like okay I know what to do now and he asked me a few questions he he kind of kind of pointed me in a direction it was the direction that he pointed me that i was like that i mean it wasn't helpful uh, i didn't go that direction i went yeah. a different direction but the process of talking out um it helped me to get in touch with my you know past the feelings and to the thought mm-hmm. and and i just ha- needed a little bit of clarity and once i had the clarity of just like I, again it only took me a few more hours like out of that whole six hour time i got the whole thing just done in a few hours um and that was a completed project. So, I don't know. I, 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 again, I think it's like almost like a burden for those people around me that I need those people. So, here's the thing: I coach men, right? Yep. Yeah. One of the things I do when I first start working with them with a new um, uh, man on my performance program is I do a. An an exercise. It's called the total freedom exercise. It looks like a life wheel. It's
1: a really cool exercise by the way. Love that exercise.
0: Yeah, and so one of the things that we look at on the um, kind of look at your whole life as a whole and one of the things We look at is your trusted relationships other than your intimate partner and a lot of the guys that I've been working with they uh, score very low on that Mm -hmm. and now I've been intentional because I'm kind of like my natural Makeup is I would um, you know not have relationships.
1: Yeah, I, you're an introvert. Yeah,
0: I would just like go to work, come home, go to work, come home. Never talk to anybody. Um, that would be you know I'm I'm a pattern person, I'm a routine person, and people are too unpredictable to be in a pattern or routine. So you know my natural tendency is not to have certain friends that are really close. So I've had to be intentional about that and build those people around me and make sure to nurture those relationships. Um, So I score pretty high on that. But a lot of the guys that I work with don't. Um, And that's one of the first things that, you know, we start working on. Like, who are the guys that you trust that you need to cultivate that relationship with? Because you need people. So if somebody's more like me, like part one, the last episode, a lot of people I think can relate to you and Mm -hmm. the, the general anxiety and, you know, kind of. Uh, for lack of a better term, maybe even catastrophizing what's going on and like you know spinning out of control that way, thinking about it. For me, it's just the, kind of the opposite. like I can't even think about anything. If somebody's more relating to what I uh, go through in anxiety, um, definitely having those, those uh, close friendships is super important. So if, if you got if you're in a spiral, and you got a person you can talk to. I'd, I'd give them a call. Like you got to talk somebody. But if you don't have those people, start working on that. That's an yeah. indicator.
1: And I think it's interesting. So I'm more of an internal processor. So I internalize things, which is interesting because I'm an extrovert. And you're an introvert, and you are an external processor. Yeah. And so you actually do need to talk. And I I think it's really um ironic that we have that makeup i guess it's to force you to be alone as an extrovert with our own thoughts Mm. and then for an introvert to actually it's forcing you to actually have to rely on someone else and make those relationships because if you didn't have that i mean it's Mm -hmm. a gift it's a gift and a curse right right but if you didn't have that then you would just stay in your own world and not interact with other people Mm -hmm. and so um, so I just thought that was interesting to point out yeah but also um, you went through a period where you didn't have even a small circle like yeah. you just had like me
0: yeah
1: and um, and as a spouse you you know you definitely want to be able to like talk with your spouse and all of that and we'll probably do an episode on that um, mm-hmm. but it can't just be the only person right?
0: Yeah it's a it's a, a so danger part of that. You want me to speak more to that? Yeah, okay. like
1: why why shouldn't your spouse be like your everything?
0: Yeah, so and this again another thing I, I uh, work with guys on. Yeah. Like <clears throat> and like you said, I've been I've been one of those guys that put everything into his wife. Like that's the only relationship I need. You know, who needs friends when you got a wife like you know, Tanya Landis, right? Um, so the danger with that, like if I hear that, I literally am hearing oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing uh, warning bells go off uh, for any guy I'm working with because uh, what I've found to be true through my own experience and then working with guys and testing it and measuring it and now uh, speaking into the lives of guys about uh, you you cannot make your wife um, your end-all be-all for relationship.
1: Well, it's the same vice versa. Sure. Like I was, I'm sure there's some wives that are similar to your personality, and mm-hmm. they're making their husbands that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. So to state it more accurately, you cannot make your intimate partner your end all be all. Uh, for for women, I would add, you also can't make your kids that. Yeah. That's a That's major a one for, for for women. But um, but yeah, you can't. Um, so when it comes to your your significant other, uh, you we we want to change the paradigm on that. Uh, you need to think about your bringing, what you're bringing to that relationship, rather than what you get from that relationship. So I can't, I can't think about you, even though I get a lot from you. I can't think about you as my source for my total freedom. You know, for my relationships, for my, you know, my, uh, my, um, my vitality, my, my, uh, my energizing. You know, the things that that make me happy and excited. I have to go find those other places. Now I do find some of that with you, but as my spouse, but but it's better and what we you know work with our, our clients on is you you gotta build that into your life so that you're coming to your intimate relationship with a full cup. And then you got two people that are that are full finding finding fulfillment outside the relationship uh, for everything other than you know sexual intimacy you can find outside the relationship. So again, if you're in a monogamous relationship, obviously. Which we are. Yeah. So uh, if if you find all of that fulfillment outside, then you're bringing such an amazing gift to your partner. And both people doing that, it creates a a really fantastic relationship which is synergistic, which is, you know, again, we talk to, our whole thing is we work with people that want to make an impact on the world. People that have something near and dear to their heart that they want to make a huge in, in, mm-hmm. contribution into. And if you're going to do that in your intimate relationship, you have an opportunity to like Pour rocket fuel on that intention, on that desire. An intimate relationship has the ability, the power, the capacity to take everything you can do as an individual and and um, you know put it put an exponent on that. Um, so that's if you you build your life this way. And it, but on the other hand, if you find you're in a place where you're looking at your intimate partner for this is where I get my connection. This is where I get my. Um, my certainty my variety my you know um, all the things that that it takes to have fulfillment uh, then that's a danger zone find those relations those close relationships outside the relationship um, find hobbies outside the relationship find activities that that make you come alive as a person outside the relationship and then and then you're going to bring a full cup to the relationship so then um,
1: and I totally already know the answer to this, but I want you to explain it. So, But you're not saying to completely not look for any of that with your spouse. Right. And so can you speak more about that? Because I don't want people to get the wrong idea and think, oh, well, I'm just going to go golfing because mm-hmm. I heard on this podcast that you know I need to find hobbies outside the relationship right. or I need to go hang out with my friends and have wine or beer and not be home with my spouse. Mm-hmm. And so I... I want you guys to understand that is not what we're saying
0: here. Yeah, Yeah, there's a balance, right? Because what we tend to work with is couples who have lack of autonomy. Yes. Now, if we're working with a couple who has lack of connection, that's a whole different... A whole different uh, spiel. <laughs>
1: so let's talk about lack of autonomy for a minute. Okay. And then we'll get to lack of connections. I think people really... This is something that I know has helped so many of our clients.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's because that's what was going on in our relationship. Yeah. We very were, much so. Yeah. When we were in our... Uh, you know, in our... 20, 28 <laughs> years together we've had so many different versions Difference. of our relationship
1: we've been in all the seasons
0: yeah <clears throat> but in our most recent uh version of our relationship the last kind of chapter of like down where we where we were struggling and we actually was probably the closest I don't know there's been a couple times you could say but it was definitely part of one of the closest for sure that we kind of considered divorce. In fact, we had that conversation yeah, and about had how are we going to do this? You know, we don't want to like mess up our kids. So how are we going to do this? We had that conversation. It was, it was really, you know, scary, um, tough time. But, um, that during that time, the, what led us there was this lack of autonomy mm-hmm. and you, um, Well, maybe you speak to it, but I I know that uh, for you, it was more like you felt like you you were suffocating because I was, you know, I was sort of like this clingy leech, right? Like I felt like I was pursuing you and I was like chasing you and while you were kind of suffocating and trying to run away. But both, but the root of that is neither one of us had a good uh, portion of autonomy. And so our relationship fix, we needed kind of to separate ourselves out as far as individuals so who are we as individuals? Who are we as people, individual people? And yes, that we have a relationship, but what's redefine our relationship where, um, which creates passion and intimacy and, and a connection level that um, just wasn't um, possible before. It's the whole um, the the metaphor of the magnets, right? If you have two magnets that are stuck together it's hard to tell one from the other. Mm -hmm. There's no more pole, right? They're just stuck. Mm -hmm. But when you separate those two magnets out a bit, when you put some distance between them, you can feel that pole.
1: And that attraction.
0: Yeah, if you have one in your left hand and one in your right hand, you can feel that pole and it's like strong. That's what we were missing. And that's what we had to create because we were stuck together. There was no pole. Mm -hmm. So we had a lack of autonomy and that's typically what we work with 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 couples and at least in the last few years we've been working with a lot of couples who uh, well I guess we've been all we over had, the place. Yeah. We've had both. We've yeah. had our
1: we've had um we've had the privilege to work with a lot of couples yeah. Yeah. over the past few years. Well, over the past ten years, but significantly since you took on the company full time marriage architects mm-hmm. and has been on fire. Um, just the impact in marriages yeah. has been incredible. And so we've had we've had a lot of a lot of variety of couples in either one of these positions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think like, you know, you feel like, especially as parents and as, you know, people that both of us work, we both own a company. Like we said before, we both own companies. We own a company together. And, you know, so there's not a lot of free time. Mm -hmm. And when we did have free time, we wanted to spend it together. So we had to find ways though um, to have autonomy so that when we got together, our relationship we had you know it wasn't transactional it Mm -hmm. was more relational yeah and you know you kind of get you kind of can get stuck in patterns you can get stuck in the same routine every day yeah and then you're like where did the passion go what what happened here and that was something that um we realized like hey we got to Got to like change a few things here, mm-hmm. and that made a big impact for us.
0: Yeah. So now let's talk about if the pendulum swings the, yeah, other, the way other way, and,
1: you and there's
0: not enough connection. Yeah, we definitely have worked with that as well. Um,
1: Where you have like two people that are basically independent. Yeah. But they're like roommates. Yeah. And we've done that. Yeah. We did that.
0: Yeah, we've done that too. So uh, in that case, what you're looking for? Well, why don't you speak to this one?
1: So in that case, what you're wanting to do is find like common ground Mm -hmm. like get some time together Mm -hmm. have you know have the connection times and it can feel awkward Mm -hmm. but that means you know and this goes for any relationship when you're with your spouse put your phone down Mm -hmm. and have a conversation yeah and so finding those you know moments of You know, let's, and this is a great time, you guys, to work on your relationship as a lot of us are quarantined. Yeah. Um, And if you're listening to this later on, hopefully we're not quarantined anymore. But if you're listening to this, like, as we release it, like, we're all, quarantine and it's looking like it's gonna be a while yeah. and so this is a really good time to focus on your relationship that
0: could create some anxiety for some couples yeah could. so if you i mean to paint the picture you might lack of connection is you both have separate lives yeah uh like you mentioned the the Typically, each story is a woman has her girl time. She's hanging out, doing wine. The guy maybe you know gets a beer on the way home from work, and you know whatever watches
1: TV, watches sports, right? Or...
0: Sports, golfing, fishing, hunting. You know, yeah. just never around. And so you got two people that are individuals to the max, and they they're they they've let their connection go.
1: Yeah, and so on that note, you need to start focusing on your spouse. How can you? give to your spouse how can you spend time with your spouse what are things that you can you know talk about and you know that don't involve like you know we all have if you have children you always have that time talking about the kids but find something you can talk about that's not like the kids or work um but actually can you know bring you bring you closer together Mm -hmm. and finding things you can do together like I know I remember when you wanted me to start golfing with you and you were like and I—if you guys know anything about me—I am somebody that moves at a very fast pace. And maybe golf someday will be my jam. And I have the utmost respect for golfers, but in my current state, in my current season of life, I am like the one that's, you know, running, doing like high, you know, intense activities. I'm moving a thousand miles a minute, and golf moves a little slow for me. Mm-hmm. And so you were like, "Hey, well, you could get cute clothes because yeah. you know I like clothes."
0: Yeah, I I started sending you pictures of cute golf outfits on women, and that's how I hooked you.
1: Yeah, and so (laughs) we went shopping for these outfits, and that was one way. And I love shopping, (laughs) and that was one way we could like spend time together. And and you know, and I can give countless examples of that. But that was something you know we we tried out. We do vacations together. We as. In this current season of life with, you know, before the quarantine happened, being so busy with the kids' schedules that a lot of times we're going in opposite directions, we sneak in, like, um, time together. Yeah. Where we'll just have a conversation.
0: Yeah, I think that, I mean, okay, so we could, I mean, this is, uh we're really deep into, like, a relationship challenge, um, you know, we could spend a whole series on uh, of Of episodes about Mm -hmm. this but so just to you know to get back on track of the topic of this one one practical thing that you can do if you're if you find yourself in a place where oh yeah I'm my spouse and I have not been connected here's the practical thing date your spouse yeah um there's all sorts of dates we talk about stay-at-home dates we talk about you know quick you know um Go to the, get a picnic, park date, you know, go to a movie, do something where you guys can look in each other's eyes. And um, my advice to the men would be study your wife, become a Mm -hmm. student of your wife, understand like I knew Tanya is, wouldn't be interested in golfing, but she would be interested in getting a golf outfit. So, (laughs) you know, um, you know, you lead with what are the things your spouse is interested in um, you got to really remember or re um, re learn who your spouse is, and the best way to do that is spend some time. So, and in, in date could be you know let's just like when we put the kids to bed tonight. Let's spend, um, let's spend 15, 20 minutes just talking. Let's not turn on the TV, let's put our phones away. Let's just spend 15, 20 minutes talking. We haven't done that in a long time. Would that be okay? And I know if a husband does that, typically the wife's gonna be like, sure, you know? Yeah,
1: we love that. We love being able to, you know, talk and, and you know, you can talk about, okay, what do we, you know, what do we, if you don't know what to talk about, then talk about, you know, what are you looking forward to? Like mm. I know for us, like we're definitely we look forward to just having those quiet moments, and like we love our life. We've said that before, but we also look forward to, um, you know, getting a vacation or getting a moment to sleep in or getting in a
0: warm climate.
1: Oh yeah, a sunshine like warm sunshine Hearing on the, the beach. beach. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't live in that state, um, but. And just having, you know, talking about those, it doesn't mean it has to happen right now. It could be five years out. It could be 10 years out. Um, it could be 20 years out. By
0: but the way, a tip, tip for the husbands, and this works well for the wives too, but husbands usually are the ones scratching their heads like, I don't know what to do. Uh, we created a program through Marriage Architects called Relationship Inspirations, which is literally every two weeks, you're going to get emailed to you a new exercise, a new thought-provoking uh, video that's gonna get you to to be like oh so it's basically if you want a plug-and-play way to date your wife go get the relationship inspirations it's uh, relationship-inspirations.com and you can get it there um, yeah so it, it, like Tanya said if if you don't know what to do start with that one just ask what are you looking forward to so I'm wanting to bring us back to... Yeah, our topic top- oh, that okay. we started with,
1: but we kind of we kind of went um, into a direction, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah.
0: We should talk more about that. We should.
1: Point. But to bring us back on topic, um, yeah. you know, finding that circle of people. So what happens if, you know, you work with men on finding, um, you know, a circle of trusted people. Uh-huh. Um, I work with women on doing the same. Yeah. We work with couples on finding that. I mean, we do it in all realms. But the bottom line is you need community.
0: Yeah.
1: And especially I want to point out in the time that we're going through, like having a good community is so important. Hmm. And I'll see a lot of people that post and it really breaks my heart. They're like, well, I don't have any friends. I don't have community. Um, and I know I have felt that in times in my life. Yeah. Um, You know, we went through a period that was not fun um, and, you know, and it was very challenging. And I literally felt like I didn't really have anyone and you were working a lot. um, And one thing I had to look at is what kind of friend was I being? Mm. What kind of friend did I want? I needed to stand up and be that friend community member that I wanted so badly in my life Mm. because that would attract it. And I couldn't just sit there. I was sitting there in, you know, misery for a while. For those of you that don't know, we went through the 2008 crash. Um, and we basically lost everything, including our house with the white picket fence. Financially. Financially, but we didn't lose our family. And at the same time, we had a we had our son who was four. And then our daughter who was extremely sick and had a very uncertain future. Um, We didn't yet have our third. And... I went from working uh, full-time, great career, to being a stay-at-home mom with two kids, and we moved to a different state with no <laughs> support and no family. And you worked, I don't know how many hours, like a bunch of all hours, the hours. All the hours. And I just felt super alone, and I realized I had to get out of that space and really go look for people. And it wasn't easy. You know, I wanted to just, you know, but I had stayed in that Spot, and I'm like, I realized if I wanted that friend or I wanted that community, I needed to step out and display those characteristics that I wanted. So, I would really challenge you if you're feeling alone or you're feeling like, Well, I don't have anyone else, like make a list of five characteristics of people you want to interact with. Mm. And the reason I say five characteristics is, you know, like one of mine is I'm not going to taint yours, you guys. So, I'm just going to give you a couple, but one of mine is um, I want to be around people that have integrity. Integrity is extremely important to me. Um, if someone doesn't have integrity, um, it, it's really tough for me to be in a relationship with them. It doesn't mean it's impossible, but I definitely, in my close circle, I can't deal. Um, and I, too, have a circle of about five people that I trust, and I'm very protective of them, as you know, And um, and they're all different. They're very different personalities, but they all have these things in common that i have another one is um that you know they have to have integrity and then you know they have to be um positive Mm
0: -hmm. i can't
1: um because of you know the work that we do and the things that we have i i do i do want to be in that relationship with my really close friends Mm -hmm. and people that tend to look at the look at the positive mm-hmm. so like if i call part them, of our
0: profession is we're always pumping people up so you yeah need, in your into your close relationships you need people that uh don't require yeah. too much pumping up. yeah
1: and it's okay to do that in mm-hmm. my work environment and i love doing that that's mm-hmm. one of that's one of our superpowers right. i feel like yeah. but when i go to get filled up and i also equally fill up these women as mm-hmm. well with my friendship it's a you know that's a that's a different type of relationship in a professional relationship i give my clients as you do 150%. Yeah. they get all of me and cuz that's the service that they've paid for right. and what i promise them but when i'm in relationship friends with someone mm-hmm. um, it's an it's an equal relationship and there are times where they need me more than i need them or they or i need them more than they need me but i mean it makes me want to cry because i you know we've both worked really hard in getting these you know, relationships set up and, and so um,
0: grateful for those people.
1: So grateful. And if you're someone who also like me has been burned in the past by Mm. relationships with, which Mm. I have, I've been very burned. Um, I want to encourage you that there are really good people out there.
0: Yeah.
1: And, but be that friend, that community member that you want in your life, what you're desiring, put those five characteristics on a piece of paper, keep them at the forefront of your head because that's what you're going to see. It's like, um, you know, I know this is a deep topic, but it's just like if somebody's like, oh, I really want to get um this, you know, I'm really looking at buying this, you know, Tahoe, like the car. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want to get a white Tahoe. And you're like, oh, that's a cool car. And then all of a sudden, all you're seeing, you know, your friend mentions to you and then you see white Tahoes everywhere. Yeah. It's the same thing you guys with friend with Mm. you know I don't want to dumb it down or anything but I'm saying what you you know what you focus on is what you're going to get Mm -hmm. and so focusing on being those attributes and looking for those attributes in (laughs) others but making sure that you too are that you can't expect someone to be loyal to you if you're not loyal to them Mm -hmm. you can't expect someone to be trustworthy, if you're the one that's gossiping, mm-hmm. and and if you've done that, I you know we all have done stuff that we you know the, that that um, you know maybe we need to make some changes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Just let this be your reminder, right?
1: Yeah, let this be a reminder, and be that person, and go out there and look for that. I've met so many. This is one thing I really do love about social media is finding those relationships. And I have made really good friendships, even through social media of women that I would have never met otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm thinking of one in particular that I um, can't even imagine my life without her. And it was connecting, being able to connect through social media that's made the difference. Mm -hmm. And I trust her wholeheartedly. And I hear a lot of negativity towards social media, which I understand, especially right now. But here's the power that you have. You have the power to not allow that to affect you by clicking the unfriend or the unfollow button, hmm. and don't be afraid to use it. I, I think people don't realize they have that power. It's mm-hmm. not like you're stuck at work with that person, or you know, at your job, or you're stuck. And if you are, you know, that's a totally different situation. But on social media, you can completely design your community. Um, I was part of a group recently. I'm a part of a, a few different groups and and I run groups on social media and I hold them to certain standards even my members because I protect I want to protect everyone as you do as well Mm -hmm. and I am going off on a little tangent here but I think this is important for people to know is um, I was in a group and it was just constant like it was um, constant negativity and I pulled myself out like I don't have to subject myself to Mm -hmm. this and and that's fine if other people do. But for me, it wasn't in alignment mm-hmm. with the community that I wanted. Yeah.
0: And do you know that because you're very intentional about, like you mentioned before, positive people?
1: <clears throat> and people with integrity. Like they're, you know, bad nothing other people. Mm-hmm. Everything was like happening, you know, negative. I mean, I'm, sh- you know, and I'm just like, you know what, this is just not where I need to be. But then flip that, I have other groups I'm part of where it's super you know, it does, it is an alignment mm-hmm. and it's feeding me. So, mm-hmm. um, and you make sure that if something's feeding you, that you're also feeding it. So you can't expect just to take, take, take. You have to also feed. Cause that's true. I'm talking about friendships here, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about community. Yeah. I'm not talking about if you're in a business or you're paying someone for a service. I am not talking about it's completely different. I'm talking about community and friendships and relationships mm.
0: so yeah uh, on the awaken life academy uh, for our awaken life academy members yeah uh, one of the I, I have a teaching that's about the relationship dials It's
1: so good and
0: i think uh you know we'll definitely be uh, uploading stuff all the time so Awaken life academy members they pay a small fee each month to have a great content and access to courses that are on landis360.com um, but one of the things is we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get that... Um, it's, a, it's a Finding Your Purpose and Fulfillment uh, a course uh, presentation that, mm-hmm. that I have. We'll update, upload that very soon. Um, but it talks about those relationship dials and maybe it would be good. Maybe we just put a whole um, one up there with uh, both of us talking about the intentions uh, behind relationships.
1: Well, yeah, and it's even a conversation we've had with our, all of our children.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, as we've you know, we've got one in high school, one in middle school, and one in elementary, and mm-hmm. it's it's important for them to even know these you know yeah. what relationships to to have in their lives and what not to. Yeah, especially in middle school. <laughs> if you haven't had a kid go through middle school, we're on our second going through middle school, right. and man, middle school is definitely. An interesting time. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a great episode.
0: Do you have anything else to add? Well, I want to like, okay, there was one thing that we really wanted to cover here. Um, Before we wrap up, we have to cover, uh, there's two things. One, I want you to touch on one of the ways that you can practically uh, deal with the thoughts and feelings that you're dealing with around anxiety is just breathe. And as a somatic trained coach you've got some, you know, pointers on that. So, you know, I know you could do a whole class on this, but give the, just the basics.
1: Well, I am, yeah, so I am in tune with the body and a lot of times we'll have clients come in and you'll have me coaching clients and I'm like, okay, we need to stop, because they're actually not breathing. Mm. And the breathing gets really shallow, it gets stuck somewhere. So a lot of times I find um, when people are stressed or they're upset, it can get stuck like in their chest, it can get stuck in their gut. You know, they're like, but they're just taking. Like, have you ever felt
0: seen in the head? Yeah, we've seen it in the head, headache.
1: Yeah, and I'm not saying that you're like actually not getting oxygen, but your breathing is not. It's it's not moving through you, Mm -hmm. and that's a problem. And so, a lot of times, what what I'll do is teach a simple breathing exercise. I've got it up on my YouTube. I've posted on Instagram before. Taught it to clients. It's something that I learned. Um, and it's just doing four count breathing and it's you know and, and it really can calm your nerves so if you're like am really upset about something or you're feeling like anxiety you're feeling like there's something heavy on your chest or you know there always could be a medical condition so I do not I want you to contact your doctor or call 911 <laughs> if there's a medical condition but if it's just like I'm so stressed. I, you know, and you notice, hey, I'm not breathing, mm-hmm. then it's time to breathe. And so, what I tell people is take a four count breath in. So, you want to count in your head like one, two, three, four in, hold it for four counts one, two, three, four, and then let it out for four counts one, two, three, four. And if you do that a few times, it should help calm Mm -hmm. and make sure you're getting the breath. If it feels stuck here or here that you're getting it, I should, Oh wait, we're on podcast. So if it gets stuck in your chest or it gets stuck like in your gut or your sacrum, get it pushed through there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, breathing through it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, we're, we get in our heads and we forget the body. Mm-hmm. And your body, as I stated before, is going to hold on to that. It holds mm-hmm. on to stress. Mm-hmm. Have so, you ever like got in your head and then all of a sudden you're like physically sick over it?
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: because it gets in your body.
0: Yeah. So breathing, you can think about it, circulates or moves, moves uh, that energy. energy. Mm-hmm. Emotions are connected with energy. So yes. uh, this, when you're in this anxiety state, you can circulate it, you can move it, you can process it. You know, we've already talked about ways to do that, but just breathing does it. And I um, remember on the last episode, you talked about this time where you did Brenna's hair and you were just in this peace state. Well, one way to stay in the intention of peace is breathing. And I just I just pictured you because I know you pictured you were probably doing some of your four-count breathing at that yeah. time to stay in that state of peace. So this is, um, these are things you can do. Like you gave some stuff last episode. I gave some stuff this episode and, and breathing. Um, and you can do all of them. You can yeah. do them in combination. So uh, our goal on last episode and this episode is to help people who are... Uh, how to cope with fear and anxiety when you're in, when you're in that place. One more thing, and then we'll wrap this one up. Uh, how do you support the person who's trying to cope with fear? Or, or you can see they're dealing with fear anxiety. They're going down that spiral. What's a way to support them? I mean, obviously, you can send them, you can send them, hey, this is an awesome episode uh, uh, podcast, you know, and send them a link. But how, I don't know if that's a good idea or not. But, um, I think it's a good idea. Okay, I think How else?
1: I think definitely not judging them because everybody responds differently to what's going on. Um, if you know, when they're faced with fear, um, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to like feed that fear Mm -hmm. and be like, Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like if somebody's, you know, like let's talk about what's going on right now. Like with the quarantine, Oh yeah, we're probably going to get on lockdown like Italy. Um, probably like, not the best thing, it could happen, but maybe not the best thing to, to tell someone right now that's dealing with a lot of fear and anxiety and uncertainty. Mm-hmm. But really, just be a presence of calmness for them, okay? And instead of judging them like you're being ridiculous, and mm. this is I was know, gonna why.
0: ask you, what does judgment look like? Okay, so, so like judgment saying, like, dude, just shut up, stop being ridiculous, that would be. Ju-
1: Well, and, like, I see these people posting on social media. And, again, you guys, you know, Mm. I love social media. I've built a business on social media, but it definitely has its downsides. But I've definitely seen people, like, judge and calling people, you know, like, if you're the one posting, you know, if you're the one taking all the toilet paper, like, you should blah, blah, blah. I mean, just nastiness. okay. It, which is not helpful. So don't be nasty. Don't be nasty. Okay. Um, I think but have you compassion. Said, yeah.
0: You said be a calming force. How do you do that?
1: I think it's just be a place for them. Like you were talking about, like, to process. Maybe mm. maybe they just need to process this. Yeah. Maybe they're internalizing it or maybe they need to externalize it. Okay. We don't know. Yeah. But.
0: So asking some questions. Just like, asking what's really some bugging questions. You?
1: Like, what, well, what's going on? Like, yeah. you know, what. What can I do to help you right now?
0: What could you ask? Do you so you say? Um, so what? What's the, um, the? What are you really worried about? What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, you
1: always say that, and it's so helpful. Is
0: it okay? And then, um, and then from there, I'd be curious, like if it, so, they say, you know, well, the house could burn down, and you say, my thought would be to ask. Do you you really think that's going to happen? Or um, what's the likelihood that's going to happen? Like just asking that, is that a good question?
1: I think so. And then I think, but I also think just asking people, you know, what do you you need right now? How can I best support you? Oh, that's good. And instead of assuming Mm -hmm. that like, well, they Uh just need a bed. Instead of
0: giving advice, saying this is what you need to do, say what do you need? Yeah, Yeah. so
1: a lot of times if I, um, you know, I would just be like, how can I help you today? How can I support you? I mean, you're really good at that. You're like, what do you need from me today? How can I best help you? Mm-hmm. And
0: by the way, uh, I think when you do that, and when, uh, it's uh, fantastic. It's I think story. that's just a great thing for any spouse. And like, ask your spouse, "What do you need today? How can I support you?" Is this a powerful question?
1: Well, and um, I have to ask you as well. Like, what what are your feelings on this? Because I know last week when I, um, if you guys. You know, heard on the last episode, I had my few days of panic. I wasn't mm-hmm. sleeping. I went to the grocery store
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, a couple of times. Like, you know, uh, and you saw all this happening. You knew what was going on and you oh. definitely showed up for me. So what what are some tips you have when with that?
0: Well, this is going to sound ridiculous, but, you know, uh, I when it comes to my relationship with you, I'm usually pretty lost.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's helpful for our, our listeners.
0: I know. We'll have to edit this part out. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, honestly, um, I feel like it sounds like I do okay based on the feedback you're just now giving me. But, um, you know, I, I knew not to, like, be judgmental or be nasty. I knew that. Um, But, but mostly I was just like, I was concerned, you mentioned compassion, I did have compassion, I had care and concern for you. Um, And maybe that just whatever came out of my mouth uh, was in my actions, um, turned out to be okay. Um, But I honestly didn't know. That's why I'm asking these questions, like, because I'm probably not the only one. Um, When your spouse is, you know, in that place, you can see it, like, how do you support them? Um, is coming from a place of like, I really actually need to know. I'm curious about this. Um, and as I'm talking this out, what occurs to me is my 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 thoughts and my feelings were in a good place. Yeah, they were. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to behave. I didn't know the right things to say and the right things to do. But I, I know my intentions were good. Um, like I said,
1: Positive intent.
0: yeah, what I said last on the last episode was I, I felt gratitude knowing even though I wasn't getting as good as sleep because you weren't sleeping. I felt gratitude that you were with me like it would be much better to have you with me than not here, mm-hmm. even if you're not sleeping. So I was from a place of gr- gratitude and um, and I did want to support you as my intention Um, so even if I didn't have that, the behavior figured out, my thoughts and feelings were good. So, um, you said that it turned out okay. (laughs)
1: Well, I think that, I think that speaks volumes. I think a lot of times we think, um, what, what do I need to do? Mm -hmm. Like we go into action. I know that I do, but it's really about your intent Mm -hmm. and really about you know those feelings. You can feel those. It's like energy, mm-hmm. and mm, I think of,
0: feel the oh wow. And I felt like the especially a somatic or an empath person would. Yeah, and
1: I'm definitely both. Mm-hmm. And um and so being able to just feel that you had positive intent. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't saying much, but like you went to um, the grocery store with mm-hmm. me, and I yes. was flexible. You were flexible, and even though I know. Y- you probably didn't love that I was filling the cart with two weeks worth of groceries. Uh-huh. Um, and, but you still, you know, to prepare for, which our kids are going to eat through in like a few days.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> teenagers
1: is that, that was something that meant a lot to me that you were right there by me. And I know, you know, and I felt like when you're it during this time, like it's so hard because it's, it feels like, you know, when you're in that with anxiety. You just mm-hmm. want someone to be there for you. And yeah. that could look like I or just feel not, supported. I just need a hug. Uh-huh. I need you to hold me. There's been times where I'm like, I just need you to hold me. Yeah. I don't want advice. I just want... And that's important to know as somebody who's being asked like what you need Oh yeah. is like ask for it. Like if you're like... Because I've said to you, you yeah. I've been like, I just need you to be here with me. Uh-huh. I don't want it. I don't need advice. Uh-huh. I just need you to be here for me and that looks like just sitting with me right now and hugging me or holding me um or going you know here with me
0: yeah yeah and let me just say to myself and the other husbands who are just as confused as I am a lot of times I mean really it's about your presence um so even though I didn't like I alluded to I am confused a lot (laughs) <laughs> about how to. Well, I'm complex. Yeah, how, <laughs> like trying to figure out what it is that um, that my wife needs from time to time. It, it isn't necessarily like I always know the right answer, but presence is something I know that is so important for for me and any husband. Yeah. So if you're if you're relating to me, guys, uh, presence means you don't necessarily have to be talking. You don't necessarily have to be doing presence is your your spouse, your wife feels your you're you're not distracted, feels you are there for them, you're supporting them, uh, you're on their side, you and and it's not necessarily in a doing or saying mode. It's in a energetic mode it's Mm -hmm. in a place of your your breathing is going fine you're circulating your breath you're not anxious you're uh, um a powerful powerful force yeah that's that's calm and that will calm an anxious wife um nine times out of ten alone um, yeah just being there
1: yeah i think that's very powerful i think that's a really good a really good statement to end on Mm -hmm. and I really am so grateful for this time with you and being able to share what we have Mm -hmm. um, during you know during what's going on during uncertain times but I think you know these are good points for life in general. I know they've helped us over several years together. We've been married for over 21 and together for over 28. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. Um, And so we've definitely been through a lot of highs and lows and everything in between. Mm -hmm. And... These, um, these have been really helpful for us and many, many of our clients we work with. So yeah. I want to thank you guys for joining us, whether you're listening to us on Scott's podcast, Husband on Fire, or on his YouTube, or if you're finding us on my podcast, Triumphant with Tanya, um, or on my YouTube, definitely feel free to share this episode. Leave us a review. Um, We're here for you guys. Um, If you have any questions, reach out. We're on all the platforms. Um, Except we're not on Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) But we're on everything else. So, um, but thanks for joining us today and we're wishing you guys all great health and harmony and, um, and
0: and we'll be back tomorrow. Yes, we will. We we just barely touched on, uh, thoughts and feelings and actions. We'll be talking about about that. See you then. Bye.
1: Hey, and thank you for listening to the triumphant podcast. Before you go, I wanna tell you about a special offer I have for you. I'm launching a free challenge group. It is a seven day free fitness challenge. This is where I will provide seven days of free at-home workouts, a meal plan, and tips on getting your mindset right so you can have the best success during this challenge. Go check out the details and get signed up while it's still available at fitness.landis 360.com also put that in the show notes get signed up can't wait to see you there